This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Another lock them in for you guys. I'm taking Cleveland minus the two here. The over-unders at 40 and a half. I'm staying away from that. It seems about right. But no team last year won a game after they played the 49ers the following week. And the Steelers especially don't look good going against the Cleveland Browns this week. So we are locking in Cleveland at minus two. Uh, Deshaun Watson is QB 13. I wasn't planning on talking to him, but I feel like I have to. He's QB 13 for me. Technically, he finishes QB 5 last week, but it was the ugliest QB 5 I've ever seen in my life. And I just feel like there should be some improved play with the quarterbacks. Does anybody think he should be inside the top 12? Yeah, Daniel Jones is top 10, so why not Deshaun Watson in top 12? <laughs> That's fair. That's I, fair. Have him, I have him right at 12 because he's playing Pittsburgh. Yeah. It, like I said, I have him at 13 because he's playing Pittsburgh there yeah. too. I just didn't like what I saw of the guy at all. Uh, and I, I kind of worry about this just becoming such a Nick Chubb defensive game that I wonder if he pulls a Dak Prescott and does anything. But that's why you're talking about those bubble guys there. It falls right in line. If, if we're uh, going to say, though, if we're going to say don't judge Joe Burrow's performance last week, though, on the weather, which a lot of people have, I uh, listen, I know Deshaun Watson of right now is not Joe Burrow of right now. But again, Give it, give it a minute or two. Let's actually That's watch right. him be able to run the offense and and play the game not you know, not in a monsoon. The one thing he did definitely, to Chase's you, point, the one thing he definitely liked was that he ran the ball. So, I mean, we yeah, all know that's a yeah. cheat code in the NFL and, and you know, floor if you're going to run. You drafted him as a, as, a, as a low-end fringe running back, or I mean running back, that's Freudian slip, quarterback one. That's where he still is. So no. I mean, what else, if you have a better option on your roster then you had a better option on your roster. If you didn't, he's your starter. That's fair too. Cause I'm not dropping him to pick up anybody else too, to no, your point not right now. On, on that standpoint, uh, Adam, help me out with the Steelers running back room. So they did nothing as San Fran. We'll, we'll throw that game out to some degree. What was interesting from that game is technically speaking, Although being at that game, it was a little more contextual than that. But technically speaking, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren actually split carries and pretty much split snaps. Now, like I said, as someone who was at the game and watched it, it was more of game kind of got well in hand. Jalen Warren started playing a little bit more. It just happened that quickly. But do you take away from this? Are you knocking down Najee Harris and pumping up Jalen Warren? Or do you think it was just a one-time, or not necessarily a one-time thing, but a game script dependent thing that happened last week? Yeah, I think it was game script dependent. In fact, Within context, I really want to hammer that home. Within context, I thought Najee looked fine, to be honest with you. I, I, It's a tough defense. That offensive line was at a disadvantage. I know that they've you know improved, but certainly not to that extent to where they're going to come up against that defense. I thought Najee, all things considered, looked at least better than the start of last season. Well, yeah, especially coming off the Liz Franck injury, I, I tend to agree with you. I have him at RB18. I am playing him. Warren is still just a handcuff in my book. Uh, Chris, George Pickens, I have him at wide receiver 30. Is it do or die time? Should he be a wide receiver three in your team? Do you still have a lot of reservations? What do you got? I think it's absolutely do or die time. And I wouldn't, you know, there's a lot of receiver we talked about earlier that I actually, I think I would take over George Pickens. Adam talked about the you know Jerry Judy trade earlier and what would you pull the you know, trigger on Pickens or Judy? 
for me, the difference is Judy actually produced when he's healthy. He's been out there. When has Pickett has done anything? I feel like this is getting to the Tony State stage where we're, we're, we keep just hyping this guy up because he doesn't practice. He looks so awesome. And then we get 30, 40 yards in the week game. And we also know Kenny Pickett can't play quarterback, which I think finally is going to get established this year at some point. Um, and I don't think one of the things he struggles with is when Pickens doesn't get separation, he doesn't have a guy he can clearly see to get the ball to. He doesn't take shots down the field with Pickens. So I'm not loving Pickens. I mean, I think he's a receiver three option, but if I have somebody else that I can put in there, I'm probably trying to figure out how to do so. Listen, Pickens, Pickens looks like pre-injury Odell Beckham, which is why everybody's all psyched up because they think they're going to, they're getting 2014, 2015 Odell Beckham, but he's never had more than eight targets in a game. He's had 100-yard game in 18 games in his career. He's had one time, and that was with a career-high six receptions. He's never had a 20-point game in his in his career so far. And by the way, Allen Robinson had all the damn targets last week with with Deontay John when Deontay Johnson went down. That had more listen, to do I'm not ex- I am not excited about that. I'm just saying, what the hell is there to be excited about with George Pickens that you can't see at you know 10:30 on on Sports Center after the game's done in two, three second bursts. He's a highlight reel. He's fun to watch play. I don't want him. I don't want him anywhere near him on my fantasy team until he proves otherwise. It could be really fun if he really is pre-injury Odell, but I'll believe that when I see it. Don't disagree with anything you're saying. What I will say, just defense of George Pickens is despite of all that, he still finished wide receiver 36 last year. So he's still a wide receiver three. The idea is he could be taking the next step up in his second year. I'm with you. I'm not excited about Pickett. I don't think Pickens is as good as everybody tries to make him out to be. I'm 100% with you, but I do think he's a flex play at least for this week, and it's time for him to show it with Deontay out. Just to remind everybody, Dan, the upside with Pickens, you know, with Pickett, uh, we had zero touchdowns from Deontay Johnson last year. We had two from Pat Firmuth. <laughs> so what are we really aiming for when becoming the top receiver in the Pittsburgh offense? You're, you're aiming for a wide receiver three. That's Pickens exactly what you're aiming for. A deep guy, and our longest touchdown of last season was seven yards. <laughs> Thanks, Matt Canada. Yeah, when's he going to get I freaking fired? Know. Seriously. That or was, the Arizona uh, job. That was beautifully, <laughs> beautifully well. Get the Banish him to the desert. Get the hell out of here. Uh, George Play01, Tua or Justin Fields? It is Justin Fields for me. The rushing gives him just too much of a floor. Does anybody disagree with that? I have him ranked eighth and ninth, and it's Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, Keep your eyes. Yeah, for this week, I agree. Uh, Amari Cooper, we had to play him. Elijah Moore, keep your eye on him. Not quite in my lineup yet, but might be soon if Watson, that offense, can get going. I do want to mention Pat Fryermuth. I think he actually is the main beneficiary of Deontay Johnson being out from a PPR target standpoint. Uh, we do expect him to play with a chest injury. He was good. They, he could have played last week, too. They just kind of took him out of the game because it was already such a blowout. Um, but I do like him from a target standpoint. And he is a top 10 tight end for me, and so is David. Njoku, and uh, that does it. You guys have any other comments you want to wrap up with? So I know we were ripping on uh, the fair, laughing at the fact that I brought up, you know, Allen Robinson. Would you take him in? Would you pay for him because you're not going to have to pay for him really in DFS? No. No. Uh, so, like I said, I was watching that game pretty closely. Allen Robinson actually started doing his thing until Pat Farmworth got knocked out, and he just kind of became the big X facto tight end in the middle who ran those routes. That's kind of why he wound up with the targets that he did. As long as Farmworth's healthy, I don't. I think that role is Farmworth, not Allen Robinson. As my wake up alarm goes off here. <laughs> <laughs> Get up. <laughs> 
So that's that would, be, that, would, that would be my take on it. That does it for the show. Thank you, Chase, Chris, Adam, Chase. I know you got something coming up on Sunday morning. Guys, make sure you tune in for the Billy Up Fantasy Live show Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Chase does a great job with that. We're going to be back tomorrow. And when I say we, I know me. I don't know I don't know about the rest of these guys, honestly. But I know we'll be back tomorrow with Brian Scott at 9.30. We'll be on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. You get notified whenever we get new content available to you. You will know. We're also going to have uh, Chase Flaherty on for the second half to talk about some sports betting. So we got injury updates. We have sports betting for you. A little bit of everything right before we head into the weekend at 9.30 tomorrow. Make sure you download us on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you follow us on social media at BillyUpMDFF show and mdff show everywhere else other than x and we'll see you guys all next week 